It's the White Willow Way, the podcast dedicated to showing you how to use smart design to make your house homier, more functional, and more valuable. Here's White Willow President Daniel Ott. Today we're going to talk about corners. What can I say about corners? There's so many different ways we can take it. We can talk about how people used to frame and before there was insulation, and now we can't get insulation into those corners because there's an impossible way to get into it. Um, we can talk about tiling yourself into a corner and you can't get out until it's dry. We can talk about hardwooding a room in an old home that's not quite parallel walls and you start parallel to one wall and when you get to the other corner, you end up with little triangles. We can talk about the exterior of a home and if you only have four corners, you basically have a box and there's no aesthetic beauty to it. We, we want to add corners to something like that, which adds roof lines, which adds angles, which just makes it look more beautiful from a curb appeal aspect. We can talk about how in new homes, even new homes, I don't understand how um, HVAC people have not figured out how to aesthetically pleasingly add ductwork into a home. And you get all these stupid corners inside of a living room where the ductwork is running from the basement to the second story. And it just looks absolutely terrible. We can talk about kitchens and how we have corners in a kitchen, in an L-shaped kitchen or a U-shaped kitchen. And people have tried for years to design things that make these corners more useful. And the only thing they've done is spend people's money because nothing they have done has made it any more useful than it was before. Right? When you see this, a piece of a blank wall, you just carry on. And when your eye gets to a corner, it stops. It sees something there that it has to recognize. And if we're talking about the ductwork in a corner, all of a sudden now instead of one corner, you see three corners. And while I was talking about outside, how that might look aesthetically pleasing, on the inside, I don't think it is. It's unpleasing. Um, when we talk about walking around in a room, you don't actually walk into a corner because people don't walk in angled lines. They kind of curve around, if you will. The old story about Jesse James would never sit anywhere but <laughs> with his back to the corner. Are there some people who like having their back to the corner? Is that something you have to factor into design? That comes into effect sometimes. Uh, you know, a corner couch. Um, oddly enough, though, you don't put a corner couch directly into a corner because then it doesn't look very good. We what? often set them off with a table in between that and the corner. Um, however, a, a recent kitchen I designed, we have an L-shaped um, bench and when you're in the crook of that L, you have full ocean view out of that kitchen. So that's a point in time where you do want to sit in the corner. How often when you go into a house and look at a previous design, how often was the corner clearly just an afterthought? They throw something in there. They throw a, a vase or a, a two-foot vase or something in there and go, okay, we just can't deal with this. Here it is. Yeah, I see that a lot. I'm thinking also fireplaces. Um, people throwing them in the corners. Uh, you get the corner fireplace, which people thought was a great idea because it ate up that corner that was useless. But that corner fireplace takes up so much more room than it would have on a flat piece of wall that you've essentially eaten up more of the room. You've made more of the room useless than there was before. And it, you're right, that, that factors into to a lot of things, that corner bathtub even. I don't know if you can picture one in your mind, but when people build these spa tubs they like to put them in a corner and then they like to eat up um 25 square feet of space that could have been um or more that could have been only half of it used and it's just ugly 
And by the way, no one puts spot tubs in anymore either. How about, uh, I, I guess, in the kitchen, some people want to put a range in there, then the venting, some people put a lazy Susan in there. Um, that, again, sounds like it's kind of patchwork. Oh, my goodness. You know, you, you mentioned kitchen. What came to my mind was um, the kitchen or the corner sink. Have you ever seen one of those? Absolutely ludicrous. You have to wedge yourself into the corner of the uh, – like it looks good. It looks like it's a good use of space. But then to actually use a sink, you've got to wedge yourself into the corner of that um, countertop. And you get bruises on both hips trying to use the, the sink. But you also get one bowl on the left, one bowl on the right, and in the middle is this big waste of space. Um, and if you want to talk about Lazy Susans, that's a – wow, let me get into that one. So you've base cabinets. You've got a corner, and everyone thinks, well, what do you do in a corner? You put in a Lazy Susan. And for those of you who can't picture a lazy Susan, it's basically two shelves on a spinny rod. Um, but in order to spin, it has to be round. So inside this corner cabinet, that by the way is much bigger than a regular corner because you need the door open still to get at the shelves, you've got a square box that has a round circle on the inside. So you still have three corners that are wasted space. And the fourth corner is where the door is to get to get access to it. And if you actually added all the space of those three corners together, it would equal about the same amount of space as if the corner were completely empty. Um, then they've got these things now they call magic corners. And there's all kinds of different variations of it. But basically you have um, a larger corner cabinet even um, that's offset to the one side. And when you open the regular door, you get shelves on the inside that roll out. Uh, or they, they spin out, and there's all these fancy mechanisms to make it come out. But in the end, all you've done is still make um, shelves. And shelves, if you look at the space of one cabinet and you have shelves inside, the actual volume of the cabinet versus the volume that's actually usable, I've determined to be about 33%. Only one-third of that cabinet can actually be filled with stuff because – you can't pack right up to the next shelf because then you never get at anything. And if we talk about drawers, you can pack right up to the top of the drawer because the next drawer opens on top of it. So I say with drawers, we can use about two-thirds or 66% of the cabinet space, which is much better. So if we look at a corner that has um, a 24-inch cabinet, 24-inch corner, and then we turn the corner and we've got another 24-inch cabinet. If we had a Lazy Susan and shelves, we'd be using one-third of a cabinet, one-third of a cabinet, and one-third of a cabinet, which makes one whole cabinet out of three. But if we had the 24-inch drawers and then left that entire corner empty, and then we turn the corner and we had another 24 inches of drawers, we'd be using two-thirds of a cabinet, zero-thirds of a cabinet, and two-thirds of a cabinet. And instead of one full cabinet, now we're using one and one-third cabinets. So that is a better use of space, and it's much more cost-effective than all these magic corners they've made. Now, is that a tough sell? That is a tough sell. But once I explain this sort of thing to people, they usually, usually can get around that. But I'll even take it one step further. Instead of leaving the very corner blank, why don't we take that 24-inch um, drawers 
and spin them around and shove them in the corner. And then we leave the next space blank. So instead of our countertop actually meeting in the corner, um, on the one side, the countertop runs right into the corner. And then we have a three-foot space before the next countertop starts again. And so this means that our cabinets are not actually touching each other. There's a space in between that you can walk in. And if we can orient that to be on an outside wall, we can add another window into the kitchen. Um, sometimes I've put a whole door into the kitchen that goes out onto a deck. So we can, we can get a whole lot more functionality and use out of the space by trying to think about things in a different way. But oftentimes when I've designed a kitchen, we've actually completely moved the orientation. Um, oftentimes in an older home that wants a kitchen renovation, the kitchen is off to a corner where you can't see much, and it's wherever the dining room table is that has the view. But with today's mentality of taking that um, and making it one space by often removing a wall, um, but sometimes that space is already open. But we just have to reorient everything. We're taking the kitchen to have that view because often we have bar stools in the kitchen where people can sit while someone's cooking or whatever. And now everyone has that view off to the back forest, as you say. Now, Daniel, can you mitigate the effects of a corner by having more corners? Do you know what I mean? By having more uh, 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 vectors in the room sort of pulling you away, away, your eyes away from that big square room corner? Sometimes, maybe. It, it's very much going to depend on what room we're looking at, how that room is situated or oriented now. Um, it's going to be very much a project-by-project project look at the answer to that question. So how do you have the corner conversation with the client? And this, this goes with everything. I always ask the client, what are your ideas? And I make it very clear at the beginning that I don't feel I've done my job properly unless I've come up with alternative solutions for them. And that doesn't mean that they have to follow my alternative solutions. Their original idea might be better. It might be better for them. It might be better overall. Um, and in the end, it's the client's house. I'm not going to be the one living there, so I want them to be happy. But I start with asking their ideas. And when they give them to me, I'll give them feedback on different different parts of it um, you know oh that's a great idea for here or because of your particular situation I think that's an awesome way to go about it or I might say well based on your situation this is what you want to do but I think this might be a better way and we often come to that corner but it's it's how it's the approach right it's listening to that client to understand what their situation is and when I show that I understand what they're saying in my response then they're much more open to alternative ideas. Keep an open mind uh, and that's, that's on both parties. It's for the client to keep an open mind. You might have some, some great ideas and you know you want to do something but keep an open mind because someone else might have an idea that if you really think about it, it might be better. It might not, but it might be better. It, but also for the professionals approaching clients, keep an open mind as well. You might have a great idea that's worked for your last 90 clients, but this client, every client is unique and they might have a particular situation that's got 
it's got to have a different solution than what you're used to. It's always how you handle giving them that alternative idea as well, because I'll give it to them. And I'm not going to say this is the way we're going to do it because that's the only way that works. Um, and there are people that do that, but I'm not one of them. I'm, I'm going to give it to them. I'm going to let it soak in for a bit. And I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to leave that with you or here. Why don't you watch a YouTube video on kitchen corners? Um, if it's the one that I made, great. If it's somebody else talking about kitchen corners, that's fine too. But think about it some more and we'll get back to it. Well, thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed learning about corners and how horrible they are. And remember, next time we're going to talk about removing a load-bearing wall on the White Willow Way. You've been listening to The White Willow Way, the podcast dedicated to showing you how to use smart design to make your house homier, more functional, and more valuable.